Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's Tia. It's been a Mississippi minute, but we bite, baby. What's up, Pink Posse? It's your girl, Ja. And yep, we back at it like a crack at it. It's your girl, Jiggy, a.k.a. Tanika. Listen, pull up on us. It's time to cut up, because we back. What's up, Pink Posse? It's your girl, Koji, and we're back. Pink Sunday Radio. So this freckles uh, Mississippi Mercedes interaction in the beginning. Um, I don't know why it kind of... um, sparked something in me about just the way people do perceive um, sex work, um, stripping, whether it's stripping, whether it's um, escorting, whatever it is, those types of things that Freckles said are the ways that some people view him. Now, even though he's a complete asshole because he's in the club talking about <laughs> the people that he's patronizing or halfway patronizing, um, but there are real-world people that think that. And uh, something Ja has said in a previous I think regular episode and some other people have said on the timeline is seeing a lot of the things in P Valley and how they explore the strip club culture and the culture of the women and everyone connected to sex work, how it um, made them think of it differently. And for some of us, like me and Koji, who have a lot of, um, always had a lot of positive views on sex work, it kind of affirmed and maybe expanded what we already knew. So I just want to talk a little bit about that. I don't know who wanted to start. Um, but yeah. Um, I guess for me, because we've had family, um, specifically, or I would say, I mean, not blood relatives, but we've just had people in the industry, okay? And as a matter of fact, this specific person was a male stripper and had like a company for um had a company that would send out male strippers, you know, to like birthday parties and and bachelorette things and you know, all this kind of stuff. And I think it's very funny how people treat male strip clubs and women's strip clubs. For some reason it's more degrading. On the woman's side, but, I mean, you would think, I think, Ja, you brought that up, right, about not one balls all in your face and everything else, right? So yeah, I, I just, male strippers I do a lot. <laughs> yes, yes, right? And, you know, women strippers, you know, they give nice lap dances and all this kind of stuff. It For some reason, and I guess it's just how society is, as we see the toxic masculinity and the thoughts of what a woman should do, like this idea that a woman goes to job 40 hours a week, take care of the kids, cook, clean, and and anything outside of that is not considered employment. Like these girls have to get a, a card 
I mean, I don't know how it is in Atlanta uh, for you, Tia. They have to get the card, right, to dance and stuff, the ID? Yeah, and they also have to get, depending on where you are, um, because mm-hmm. they could be around or handling alcohol, they have to get not a liquor mm-hmm. license, but it's like a liquor and alcohol permit in certain counties here, which ain't right. And a lot of, if you have certain types of things on your records, you can't get one. Right, yes. It's, I think for here it's a TABC, uh, Texas alcohol, tobacco alcohol or something like that. Um, sort of what the bartenders have, but you know, um, so yeah, it's like a whole like process. And I'm like, if you talk to the strippers, everyone has a story. Like everyone has a story. A lot of them are in school. A lot of them have, uh, kids, you know, and, um, they're trying to go to school too. Like my thing is just like it's employment for the Chippendales and everything else. It's the same for women, but it's the the society idea that women must be doing this and doing that when a form of expression is to dance, regardless of what you think about it, regardless. A form of expression for people is dancing. So I've always been one of those people who enjoy going to women's strip clubs. I admire them because just to think about all these men who sometimes don't respect space. Like, it's, it it can be very dangerous, you know, as we know. So um, for me, I've just always had a, um, you know, a soft spot or just more of an understanding because I know how hard it can be for anybody to survive. And so if they choose to strip then that is their choice. So I've I've never had um we've always just been kind of like a um free family if you will because it seems like everybody in our family or um in proximity has done, you know, something like that. So I just never had a and Pea Valley, if anything, Pea Valley just makes me appreciate it even more. I'll say that. You know? I, I I didn't I didn't look at it um in a negative way at at all. It just gave me appreciation for how Tori is writing things and how in depth she goes with how hard it is to do this. Um, so yeah. Those those are my thoughts for right now anyway. <laughs> I'll say for me, I don't have really any experience with stripping outside of what I see on TV. Like, I've never been to a strip club. I've never been to, like, a bachelorette party where they had strippers or anything like that. I don't have any friends that, like, strip to put themselves through school. So I have no experience with stripping other than, you know, what I see on television. So the thing that I thought was, I never considered stripping to be sex work before P-Valley. I don't think I've ever heard any uh, show refer to stripping as that before, you know, P-Valley and hearing Katori talk about P-Valley. Um, and I think that's because on TV, they're, well, they're not actually having sex 
when they're stripping, but also on TV you don't see strippers get completely naked. Like, from what I know of, like, Atlanta strip clubs and Southern strip clubs, they're, like, the girls are get completely naked in the strip club, right? Butt booty naked. Mm -hmm. Butt booty naked, Uh uh-huh. Okay, so that that's not something that I they show me on TV, and TV is my only reference to stripping. So I guess that's why I never considered stripping to be sex work. I, I don't know if that's where I got that from. So, like, I guess P-Valley has given me a new way of thinking about stripping and sex work because, to me, they weren't one and the same. Not that one was, was better than the other or... or anything like that. It's just I, I never put those two together. Okay. Well, I will... Yeah, go ahead, John. Well, well, I will say for me, um, I've never had myself... Um, I don't know how to explain this. I feel like stripping was, in my mind something that I didn't judge others for but knew I couldn't come home to my family and say, hey, I got a new job, I'm a stripper. Um, I feel like it's one of those things amongst families, like for me, like I love to dance, period. I love all sorts of dance, but – you know, I am of West Indian heritage, um, Jamaica, you know, not originally, but, you know, in my family. If I don't do nothing else, I pop, gyrate, and rotate, you know, naturally when I dance. You know what I'm saying? So to me it's like twerking and and, and dancing seductively and things of that nature. Um, it seems like it, there's a double standard that it's okay if you listen to the radio, but it's not okay if you're doing it for money and maybe the difference could be, you know, taking off your clothes and things of that nature. Um, However, I do think overall the thought process is a person becomes a stripper because either, A, they're not smart enough to do something else, or, B, um, they're working their way through college or that's all they have to do. I definitely think we're taught to feel negatively about stripping and definitely about sex work that involves actual sex. You know, so I'm I'm very um it's a very interesting time to now be in this age where we're fighting for the acknowledgement that sex work is work. And I think take Valley helps take that stigma off, and I think in taking that stigma off, it will help make sex work maybe, hopefully, a more safer environment. But I also love how P Valley gets into the different reasons and it humanizes people. I think people look at strippers and sex workers as objects, you know, as things, as um you know, it's just a very negative thing. And they don't look at the people. So that's how you, it's okay to demonize them in people's minds. Well, she's just a hoe. Well, she's just a stripper. Well, she's just a this. And, you know, I'm an executive banker, so I'm better than her. But these are people who are mothers. These are people who are putting their way through school. These are people who, you know, enjoy dance. These are people who... You know, um, 
live various different lives or like even people who just provide environments for other people to feel safe. So I love that P-Valley opens up that dialogue and gives people who may shun others a different reality and says, this is a human being. So when you see this woman, don't just roll your eyes and say, oh, she a hoe. You know, that's someone's mother. That's someone's sister. That's someone who maybe their mama has a debilitating disease and they have to pay for medical care and they're doing the best that they can. They're using what they got to make what they can, so don't judge. Um, This is my two cents. I agree. I agree with that, John. So I, I've always been a sex work is work person. Um, I don't know if I've always used those words to describe that opinion, but I've never mm-hmm. seen anything wrong with it. I grew up in California, um, in Oakland, and um, I didn't grow up in strip club culture around strip clubs. We have them in Oakland, but it's not a big part of the culture. Um, and so I didn't experience it a lot growing up. And I think some people might think that's a weird statement, but, like, Terrica in P-Valley would be a child that is around strip club, strip club culture growing up. Any of the um, women that strip in the pink or even some of the patrons, like, strip club culture is probably a big part of Check Lisa being it seems like it's the only, not only the only strip club, it seems like to be one of the only real nightlife spots. So those kids kind of grew up in that culture. I didn't. My first real exposure to strip clubs was coming to school in Atlanta. And Atlanta was is, was so different, especially then, because although we close a lot earlier now, when I first came to college, I went to Selman, and that was my first, like, I went through a summer program before I, we started the school year, so we were really, like, going out and stuff. And there was a lot of, like, local girls. And... They would talk about the strip clubs. And, you know, a lot of us not from Atlanta, we would just sit there in awe. Like, even what y'all talk about, like, they're butt booty naked in the strip club? Because, like Tanika, I hadn't seen that on TV. I don't know that there were many shows that, at that point, that even highlighted strip clubs or even had, like, a character that stripped or, like, any of that kind of stuff. But then when I started going to strip clubs, it's like a culture here, for real. Like, I always tell people in Atlanta, strip clubs are regular clubs with naked bitches. Like, just straight up and down. It's no, you'll go into a strip club, it's men, it's women, it's straight women. It's it's just like we're hanging out the club and some women just happen to be dancing naked. So, and people here, like in college, College is expensive. So some of the girls in college, whereas other places, it's like looking bad on it. Like you got girls like, oh, it's amateur night at Strokers, and they're getting their floss together to go do amateur night at Strokers, and, like, their girlfriends are going with them to support them, hoping they get on at Strokers so they can start making money for school or whatever their goal is. So for most of my experience in strip club culture has always been very supportive. Now, there is the other side because you do have, like here in Atlanta, you have like, 
these group of men that if you see a stripper or a group of strippers around them, you know that they are having sex in the champagne room or probably going beyond into other areas of sex work. And that part has a little bit of a cloud over it, but there is still kind of like that's just if you want to go there, that's an extension of that. Like Tanika, though, I don't know that I always considered stripping sex work. That kind of came a little bit after college, really understanding that. And really and truly, I think the age of the Internet really expanded my view of what sex work is because for most of my life I probably thought sex work specifically was prostitutes and that kind of stuff. But, like, I have friends that are in sex work that they all they do is, I don't know the best way to say this, but they have, like, a milking table, which is essentially, like, a massage table with a hole in it, and they give a massage, and then they milk the dudes afterwards. And there's, you know, basically jack them off. There's no penetration. There's no nothing. But they make great money to do that. I've got friends that sex workers, they don't do penetration, but they basically give people feet jobs because there's people that have feet fetishes. And then there's the women that in this age that are on, like, OnlyFans and all that. And so I realized stripping is sex work, like, as I really – learned about sex work, and all the connections. Like, Unc doesn't strip, but Unc, for all intents and purposes, is a sex worker because she owns a club that's in sex working. And there's people that maybe own some of these porn studios that aren't performers, but they own the studio. They are in sex work because they own a porn studio. So all the different sides of it, I think at this stage, has always kind of, as an entrepreneur, I'm impressed to some level with all the different ways that you can make money in sex work at whatever level is comfortable for you. I have friends that do what what we would probably back in the day call phone sex. And you would think 2023, that's still a thing, Well, there's a lot of little towns out here where not everybody has 24-hour Internet access at their home, or they don't have computers, or they don't have stuff. So, yeah, there's still a market for that, and there's people making money doing that. So I've always thought sex work is work, and in this day and age, like even OnlyFans is kind of impressive to me because there's people making real livings on there. Some are going out all out and having sex, but some are just doing, like, sexy cooking videos. (laughs) <laughs> they might be naked or in lingerie and cooking, and motherfuckers are paying for that shit. So even though it's never passed that I would take, I've always been impressed. What I love about P-Valley is so a lot of people thought of stripping is kind of what we talked about. They're trying to pay for school or they're, they're a single mom and they're trying to support their family or they just didn't have another option, but – I like what I'm seeing with Mercedes and Mississippi where it's like there is a power in stripping. There is a power, a kind of regalness 
that they have in the profession. So we're not just seeing, oh, I'm doing this because I don't have any other choice. We're seeing that there are women that are making the decision to go into this because they actually enjoy it. And I also love the fact that P-Valley is talking about what it takes to do it from the scenes where they take out the audio and you can hear them because you've got to be strong as hell to do that, to get on the pole, even just the dancing, even if you're twerking. That takes a lot of muscle. So there's a lot that goes into it, and I love the fact that there's conversations now being held around that where people like Ja and Tanika that don't have a lot of experience are seeing it, but also it's opening the minds of the people that have thought negatively about the women that strip that are on OnlyFans, which they may kind of expand that in P-Valley, that do things like what Mercedes has done with Coach. I just love that we're seeing all the different points of view and the Uncle Cliffords that own those establishments and the Corbins that have fetishes that get satisfied at those establishments. And the little murder who those kind of establishments will take make their career go off because that's the place in Chakalisa. So I just love that it's broadened other people's mindset because I've obviously had a lot of broadening over my years, but I just love what they're putting out there in P-Valley. I feel like I've talked a real long time. But, yeah, that's it. <laughs> Um, <laughs> it's, it's okay. Uh, you gave a lot of content there, girl. Um, I want to add also that, and I think I've said this before, but I really appreciate the show and how they were so realistic with the pandemic. Um, because that pandemic really hurt a lot of businesses, including establishments such as the Pink and Treasures is a strip club here in Houston. And so I remember when the pandemic happened, you know, everybody's trying to make some kind of money, you know, no everything is closed inside. And so they thought of a car wash, a stripper car wash. So when that was on the show, I was like, holy shit, like, Yes, that was a reality. Um, and I just think that a lot of people, again, really degrade women doing that. Like I said, they, they it, it just reverts back to what men think women should be doing to survive. They're not adding. They're not adding to any pocket. You know what I'm saying? They're just talking. They're not, they're not contributing to the household or anything. And so my thing is, if you think that it's just a lollygag, good old pie, no, there's a lot of dangerous things that go on inside their place. But just like there's a lot of dangerous things that go on inside of a strip club, look at what happens outside of the strip club, you know? It's, 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 so you can't say, man, it's a lot of bad things that go on in there. And there. No, you can't do that. It's a it's an establishment, reputable establishment, just like any other place, in in my opinion. So, those are my thoughts. Did anybody want to add on? Because I know we have the other segment that we're going to do for, you know, thirty minutes or so. Um, 
it made me re- just real quick. I'm gonna try to make it as quick as possible. I thought about mm-hmm. that scene mm-hmm. with um, Mississippi and Rome, and I think that's another thing to really point out um, about people's thoughts is mm-hmm. Rome's opinion was, "You're a hoe," and mm-hmm. you know you're going to be a hoe for me and this is this. And she says, no. She says, I make people think they're in control. I, you know, give them the time, but I am really the star of this show. I am making them believe a fantasy, and I am doing it so well that they are paying me to do this, you know. Um, and I think that also was a, a game changer or a game-changing thought for a moment on the show um, because I do think the idea and why it's so demonized and stigmatized is that you're degrading yourself for men or you're degrading yourself because, you know, men are strippers as well. You're degrading yourself for, you know, whoever's there to gawk and to feel some type of way. You're, and so that is what's putting women or strippers as beneath. But when in fact, they are the ringleaders, you know, they are the magicians with the sleight of hand and you think something may be happening or it's insinuated enough where you are garnered a physical reaction to no actual sexual contact. And I think that was just a very dope moment um, when she explains that to, you know, the audience, of course. Well, even look at Mercedes She's got a a coach, a wealthy coach, who has a wife, and just with whatever she's done, he, instead of wanting to give whatever to his wife, wants to develop a relationship with her. So it really shows to me also how, I don't want to say pivotal it is, but how much of a part of some of these men's lives these strippers are. Because coach is from where, Memphis? So mm-hmm. I can't imagine he has a whole lot of business in Chuckalisa. Maybe he does. It doesn't seem like they come there for gangs or anything like that. So he's literally making a trip to go see Mercedes. He's talked to Mercedes about his wife, and she knows about his players and who he's recruiting. Like, they are having actual conversations whenever he comes out there, and he's coming there for her. And I think that's a big thing that people saw, that these people are just as much a part of some of these men's lives as their girlfriends and wives are. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yeah, I agree with that. Oh, and just a clarification, because I want to be um, as accurate as possible. So it was vivid gentlemen's club okay not not treasures i don't i don't want anybody from treasures to listen and they be like he didn't do that um it was vivid gentlemen's club and they were the first texas drive-through stripping club um here in houston um so yeah i just wanted to make a clarification what i find is funny is some of the clubs is a gentleman's club you know but they aren't very gentleman-like What's up, Pink Posse? Have you heard the word? P-Valley has been nominated for several NAACP Image Awards. Those categories are 
Outstanding Drama Series, Outstanding Actor, Nico Onan, Outstanding Actress, Brandi Evans, Outstanding Supporting Actor, J. Alphonse Nicholson, Outstanding Supporting Actress, Loretta Devine, as well as Outstanding Soundtrack slash Compilation Album. Now, family, this is what I need you to do. Go to vote.naacpimageawards.net. You have until February 10th until the poll closes. Remember, one vote per email. The show will air live on BET February 25th, 2023. Thank you and congratulations to P-Valley. You deserve it. Appreciate y'all for listening to the show. You can find us on Blog Talk Radio by using the link bit.ly slash Pink Sunday. For Apple Podcasts, go to PinkSundayRadio.com. Make sure at the listen to the replay, you leave a five-star rating in the review, as well as a subscribe. For Google Podcasts, go to PinkSundayRadio.com slash Google Podcasts, as well as Spotify at PinkSundayRadio.com slash Spotify. Hope to see y'all at the next episode. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.